Welcome to the Maximum Hoops Podcast. I am your host, Mike Maxey. And finally, it looks like we might be on the verge of watching some basketball. So, uh, I'll start with a little bubble talk. Uh, it looks like uh, the coronavirus is uh, inside the bubble are at a zero here for the NBA. Big, big news. So, um, the players coming in, they're quarantining. Obviously, whatever's happening, it's working. Um, and uh, very excited that we may have basketball in about a week. So, uh, not sure how the basketball is going to look, but uh, we got exhibition games starting this week. We got uh, you know the the final eight games starting next week and playoffs starting right after that. I think August uh, something, August seventeenth. I think our playoffs are starting. So uh, we're finally going to conclude this NBA season. Um, also, some news: the NBA draft lottery has been moved up from August 25th to August 20th. That means I better get my shit together because I am a draft geek. And I, the moment the season shut down, the moment that I stopped, um, or that the season stopped and I stopped, um, you know, I, I, I kind of slowed down in my draft coverage when I found out the draft wasn't going to happen until now October. But as usual, I always like to have a mock draft the night of the lottery and uh, there's no different than that so hopefully I will be able to get a mock draft out so um, so today I'm gonna start with doing some of my draft stuff it's been a little bit hard watching film with a newborn and um, as busy I as I am uh, so and I know I say this every year but this is a very difficult draft I don't think it's a very strong draft. I think there's a lot of good players in this draft. I don't, I don't necessarily see a Zion Williamson in this draft, or do I see um, obviously not a LeBron type player in this draft? I, I don't even know if I see a, a John Morant type player in this draft. I mean, some of these players could turn into that. And John Morant, I, I'm gonna be honest with you, man, he came out of nowhere, uh, dominating the NCAA tournament, and then went number two overall and had a phenomenal rookie season would be my rookie of the year if I was voting so um, anyways I'm going to do today's episode uh, ranking my top 20 players uh, for the NBA draft uh, once again if you have any feedback at Maximum Hoops on Twitter and uh, you can also get a hold of me at michaelmaxi8 at gmail.com I'm using that for all my um, for all my uh, podcast stuff uh, I'm always interested in doing podcasts with somebody, so if you have that, if you have a chance, um, I want to and, and have some free time, I want to do a podcast. We could try to work something out and do a podcast together. Um, I keep it uncensored, only for the simple reason as um, I, I just don't believe in censor. So, you know, I want it to be straight off the cuff, kind of like you're just, you know, at a bar, just chilling and talking hoops. So that's kind of what I want to do. Um, yeah. So without further ado, I will start first this segment. I will be going through um, the top ten players I have for this NBA draft. And um, so, like I said, it's not a very strong draft. So keep that in mind. I think there's a lot of good players, uh, you know, and there's a lot of personalities in this uh, draft. So without further ado, here it is. My number one player on my draft board is, drum roll please. LaMelo Ball and I know you uh, um, casual fans are going to be like what the heck but this dude this dude is going to be a star he is six foot seven 190 pounds true point guard um, he was able to uh, showcase himself last year playing in New Zealand for the Alara Hawks I uh, did not I did not get his numbers off when he was in oil. When he was in New Zealand. However, I, I just I got to see a lot of footage. Um, I've watched I've watched several of his games. Um, that's how much of a dork I am, and uh, I really I really think that his game has evolved. And then of course um, he's grown. He's they say he's a legit six seven, possibly could be six eight, maybe even six nine by the time he uh, runs out of this. Um, he reminds me a lot of Jalen Rose. Uh, the same kind of build, uh, same kind of uh, floor leader game, 
probably could play multiple positions. I could see him playing a two, a three, uh, maybe even a four in some smaller lineups. I just think that LaMelo Ball's versatility is is off the charts. He's by far the most versatile player in this draft. Uh, his ball handling is awesome. He is a good floor leader. His vision is just, just like his brother Lonzo's. Um, his defense is not as good as Lonzo's, in my opinion. I think he's getting better at it. Part of that is because um, I don't think he's as quick as Lonzo. Lonzo's really quick on the defensive end. Uh, LaMelo's a little bit awkward looking, but, uh, man, I saw him do a dunk the other night. Never seen it. Didn't see it. Many dunk contests. Did not see that kind of dunk. Uh, a bounce pass to himself behind the back. It was it was pretty, it was pretty slick. So, um LaMelo Ball is going to be a... The Knicks are in heavy pursuit for LaMelo Ball. Problem is, the Knicks aren't going to pick until 7 or 8. And I think LaMelo Ball is going to be, at the very least, the uh, uh, top 3 pick. So, th that's, um, that's, uh, that's not going to get it done. So, I know the Pistons are interest, interested in him. But the Pistons are interested with anyone. The Pistons have holes in multiple areas. Uh, LaMelo Ball would be able to fill one of them at point guard, point guard center. They could probably use another wing for the the Pistons uh, as they rebuild. Uh, the Knicks, obviously, like I said, they're a team that's that's going to be interested in and in, um, in possibly uh, trying to get the services of LaMelo Ball. So, uh, it's, yes, you know what? You got to take his, his crazy-ass dad out of the equation. If you take him out of the equation... And just look at a pure basketball skill. Put him up against these other players in this um, in this uh, draft. You'll you'll understand that he he's he's legitimately a top five pick. Probably goes top three. I got him ranked number one. Um, and like I said, if you want to call me crazy, I'm more than willing to um, that we can debate it on a podcast um, uh, or whatever. So Lamelo Ball is my number one. And the reason I'm I, I'm spending so much time defending this is because this is kind of a little bit controversial. I've seen him number one on a couple draft boards. I've seen him really as high as number two. That's pretty much his average. So, um, yeah, with that said, LaMelo Ball is my number one. So my number two is the guy who was coming in possibly as the number one pick, and that's James Wiseman, seven foot one center, 237 pounds center, played three games at Memphis before they deemed him academically ineligible. And well, you know his, his you know uh, if you follow college basketball, you know exactly how his season went after that. He didn't have one. So he has been training out. Uh, he's a lefty. I like his post moves. I like his footwork. I really think he is a great fit for the Golden State Warriors. I hear the Warriors are interested in everyone but him, but I think he is a phenomenal pick for the Golden State Warriors because Golden State Warriors are going they have struggled as a center. He's athletic. He's a shot blocker. Uh, he's got a mid-range game. He's got a little um, a little 15 foot jumper that's almost money. His footwork obviously you get him in with the Golden State bigs and and, and, and teach him. I think he would be a great fit in Golden State. And I understand Golden State plays small ball a lot. But this dude man I think he is a perfect fit. Um, he's the only guy I think that they could draft in, a first, in, uh, in whatever pick they end up with, and, and, and become a starter in Golden State because Golden State's going to have they're going to have pretty much their starting lineup already decided. So this is the only guy I can see cracking it. Um, I, you know, I think a lot of reasons why his stock has fallen a little bit, and when I say a little bit, it's probably four or five spots. Uh, nothing major, nothing mid first round, or nothing like that. I think you know. I still think he, he. Everyone thinks of him as a top five pick. I've seen him as low as seven. I think that's a little crazy. I, I think his footwork. He's a he's a true seven footer, and you could sit there and say, well, seven footers don't make it anymore, and and they're kind of yeah. But you still need him defensively. This guy's a defensive stud. Uh, you still need him shot blocking. Uh, I mean, think about this: Curry, Clay, dude, Draymond. How many lob attempts is this guy gonna get if he went to Golden State? So it's. I think he's the number two prospect in this draft, um, and, and and I mean, I once again, I'm defending this because this is going to be controversial, because everyone's number one's my number three. So this is this is just this is just how how I see it, uh, I, and I think a lot of this is going to depend on how the lottery shapes out. But right now, my number two prospect is James Wiseman, center from Memphis.
All right, moving to number three, and I teased it a minute ago. Uh, my number three is every, pretty much everyone's number one. That's Anthony Edwards, the, the six foot five shooting guard from uh, Georgia. He is a brute, 225 pounds as a freshman, averaged 19.1 points a game. Uh, very nice, uh, 5.2 rebounds per game, and was not selfish at all, 2.8 assists per game. Uh, where I have a problem with Anthony Edwards is his um, consistent outside shot. He shot 23% from, from three-point range. That's at the college level. That's not going to cut it at the pro level. Uh, I know Golden State is eyeballing the shit out of him. I mean, like, they, that's one of their guys they really want. Uh, so, it, I, I mean, think about this dude coming off the bench is gun, gun, and gunslinging, man. But I, I'm, I want to see him improve defensively. I want to see him improve with his outside shot. The guy is super athletic. Looks like a brute. Built like Mitch Richmond. Um, I really think his game is very similar. He's he's he's, he's an attack it, you know, north south kind of player. Uh, very athletic, deceptively athletic. You don't think he looked as much of an athlete when you see him, and then, um, you know, he, he just he just starts, uh, you know, just damaging the rim and just punishing it. Uh, definitely a high flyer. Um, I'd like to see him get a little bit more of a floater, maybe, um, you know, improve that uh, off the dribble game, and um, and that could be it. But but he's my number three. Ev not everyone, but a, a lot of people have him at number one, and it, it's fine. I mean, he's a high, he's a scorer. You know, you're not gonna have to um, you're not gonna have to worry about him putting the ball in the bucket because he can do that. Defensively, I worry a little bit, probably from three-point range. I, I'm gonna worry about, especially with the deeper uh, NBA three-point range. I, I'm gonna be a little bit nervous with him. But other than that, I it's uh, Anthony Edwards is. He's not going to fall past three. This is probably the lowest he'll go in this draft. Uh, man, I, I really like his game. I just I just think the other two are a little bit more versatile in, in their games. That's why I have them there. So, number four is a guy that not a lot of people probably who are listening to this podcast have heard of. Demi, Denny Avija. He is a six foot nine, 215-pound small forward from Israel. This dude, can, this dude can flat out score. He is—he's um, young, still, still uh, growing into his body. But man, this guy can put the ball in the bucket. He has been having himself a great um, return to basketball in the Euro, Euro League. He's been putting up some good numbers. Uh, very versatile. He can—he—he's very unselfish. Uh, I think he is a—he's uh, a guy that I think could really excel for Golden State. As well, just because I think he's, he, I think he would work off great with those guys that that are in the uh, Warriors organization and, and on the court with him. Uh, but as you know, he, you know, I've seen his stock dropping a little bit, but his little Euro League, um, uh, little prance through the Euro League right now should be changing everyone's opinions. I, you know, he's been a top five pick pretty much for like the last six months. I don't know why some guys are changing them. I don't know if they're, you know, a lot of guys are, a lot of guys are starting to oversell people. So, but this is a guy I think who could come in. A team like Cleveland could really use him. You know, a young team who could use maybe a little bit of scorer, slasher from the three position with good size, good ability to rebound, pretty good foot, uh, footwork. Got got to work on his defense a little bit, but that's. That's customary when you when you guys guys uh, come from Europe. That you know the NBA speeds so much faster than what they're used to. So you know it, he'll he'll definitely get he'll definitely get better. Definitely get better. So let's move on to number five. My number five is Obi Toppin, which if you didn't watch Dayton basketball, you don't know who he is. He's six foot nine, two hundred twenty pounds, power forward, played for Dayton. Now. I like doing comparisons when they're, they're um, when, I don't like to do comparisons to do comparisons like, like some people do, but this one is spot on. He reminds me of Amari Stoudemire. It is cr creepy. I mean, even like his, the way he dunks the ball, it just to me, it's very, very Amari Stoudemire. Obviously, Amari Stoudemire is a lot bigger, probably about 20 to 30 pounds heavier than him. 
Um, but Obi Toppin is, um, he is a guy who, who really came on, and, and I was really looking forward to in the NCAA tournament before they got canceled, to seeing how he played up against bigger competition. So, I mean, possibly, uh, possibly if he had played up against a bigger competition, he could possibly, and I know I've seen some guys have him at uh, in the top uh, three or four. I got him coming in at five. He averaged 20 points a game, 7.5 rebounds a game, you know, while shooting 63%. Lots of thunderous dunks. Really, really impressed with this guy. Um, I don't, I don't know how he's going to fit. He might need a little bit of time, but this dude can put the ball in the, in, in the hoop. You know, um, I, I kind of like compare him to like how Brandon Clark last year, who went to Memphis, he ended up falling in the draft. I think he should have been a top ten pick. Kind of how uh, Brandon Clark uh, excelled his uh, season right before he went into draft. So. This is a guy who has all the tools to be a good player. Not much of a shot blocker yet, uh, like Amari, like Amari it was at times. But um, very athletic, very athletic, and you're gonna see, you're gonna see him improve. I think um, his stock possibly and, and possibly moving, uh, maybe even top four or three. But I got him at number five, and um, I'm very comfortable with that. So number six. You don't watch French basketball, you don't know who Killian Hayes is. Killian Hayes, six foot five, 187 pound point guard from France. So, in a nutshell, good size. Needs to put on some muscle. Obviously, the rigors of the NBA season, the rigors of the NBA, you know, um, beating them up, getting beat up by opposing point guards, is um, is a real thing. So, you're gonna want to. He's gonna probably want to get up to about 195. So, probably put on about 10 pounds of muscle, maybe. Uh, Kelly Hayes, good size for a point guard. Pretty good score. Uh, I I really would like to see him maybe uh, um, show more true point guard skills. I mean, he, he he's a pretty good passer. Uh, obviously, if I got him at number six, he's he's got to be he's got to be pretty he's got to be pretty solid in all aspects of, the, of of his game for a young player. He's not I believe he's 19, so um, he's still learning. I, I, I'm not sure he's a starter next year. I could definitely see though, see him getting a lot of run. I, I, I hope he can go to a, uh, a team where um, he can fill in as a backup point guard until he uh, gets his you know feet wet. And, and but um, definitely looking like he has moved himself into a top ten pick. I have him ranked number six. All right, number seven goes to. The wildest name in my top 20, Anyeke Akwanuhu, six foot nine, 245 pound power forward from USC. So this this kid, this kid uh, as a freshman, averaged 16.2 points, 8.6 rebounds while shooting 62 percent from the field. All impressive numbers for the Pac-12. They really are impressive numbers. He is. Um, a lot of lot of people have him higher than I do, and I got him at seven. Uh, my problem is, he's, he's he's kind of a brute. I don't. I wish he was a little bit longer, maybe a couple, maybe an inch or two taller, because I don't think he's gonna be playing power forward. He's gonna probably play as a center at the next level. Um, I don't really have a good comparison for him, but I I think he's I, I think he's um, kind of in that. Um, I don't want to say Thomas Bryant like build, like maybe a little bit undersized as a as a center, but that's probably his position. And I don't want to compare Thomas Bryant wasn't a top ten pick either. So, um, but he's kind of in that mode. Mode is maybe a six foot nine center, probably maybe a small ball center can maybe pop a little bit from the outside. I'd like to see him shoot a little bit more uh, three pointers, uh, spread the floor a little bit more, do stuff like that. So. Uh, he's coming in at number seven, and um, like I said, a lot, a lot of scouts, a lot of draft guys, really, really like him. Um, I, I do too. I just, I just think there's some guys that I, I like a lot better. So, so that's number seven. Number eight, Tyrese Halliburton, six foot five, 175 pound point guard from Iowa State. He had averages of 15.2. 
uh, points, 5.9 rebounds, 6.5 assists per game. Uh, yeah, those are those. That's a that's a solid solid in all the three categories. Obviously, as a point guard, a setup man, he is not really regarded as a scorer, uh, but he has still put up 15 points per game. The fact that he had almost six rebounds a game, so he's able to get the rebound, push the ball, that is huge. And then 6.5 assists. You got to remember, this is college. 6.5% assists in college. That's a huge number. So um, I really like his game. This is the guy who, who has, who, I, at the beginning of the year, I thought of maybe as a, a, a late first rounder to someone who's now a top 10 pick and a legitimate top 10 pick. A guy who's going to have a chance to be a very good contributor, especially as a rookie. Um, this is a guy I know the Knicks, this is a, a, a spot where the Knicks are probably, unless they win the lottery, going to be picking in this area. Phoenix uh, has struggled at the point guard spot. They're going to probably be picking in this area. So, yeah, there's a lot of different... Um, there's a lot of different teams I can see that Halliburton would really excel in. Um, I think he's a perfect fit for the Knicks. Obviously, the Knicks have been struggling to find themselves a point guard. Uh, let's just face it, the Knicks are a freaking mess. It, it, it's not. It's not even. It's not even funny. So I mean, I mean, maybe Halliburton's going to try to improve his stock so he can avoid the Knicks. But whatever. Uh, he's my number eight. Um, number nine is Isaac Okoro. He is. A six foot six, two hundred twenty-five pound wing, which is a shooting guard slash small forward. Came comes out of Auburn. Um, pretty solid numbers: twelve point nine points a game, four point four rebounds a game. Uh, surprising two assists per game. Um, he did shoot fifty-one percent, so that tells you right there that he's not a high volume shooter, as he shot fifty-one percent. Average only just under thirteen a game. So. Uh, Isaac Okora is, is, is more of a defensive stopper. He's going to be a defensive wing. Kind of like a bigger version of maybe Victor Oladipo. Although Oladipo really learned. Oladipo's offense really came to him um, in, uh, in the NBA. So uh, I can see the same thing for Okora. But um, he is, a, he, you know, he's, he's, a, he's a defensive guy. That's his, that's his bread and butter. That's where he's going to get. Um, that's why he's uh, a top 10. Projected top ten pick, so he's uh, very, uh, very athletic, very long. Knows how to play the passing lanes. Can um, you know, good one on one defender, uh, good on the ball defender, off the ball defender. He, he's he, he's a really good defender. So I can't get over how good of a defender is. If you haven't noticed, he's a really good defender. So all right, so he, I got him coming in at number nine. Number 10 is a guy that not a lot of people know, Devin Vassell, 6'7", 194-pound uh, swingman, uh, Florida State. So he's another defensive guy, 12.7 points a game, five rebounds a game. Um, he's, he, this guy, is a, he has the makings to be a 3 and D guy. Shot 41% from three-point range, uh, very, uh, very athletic. Very, uh, you know, very good at anticipating, uh, you know, passing lanes and stuff like that. I think you're going to see him be a three and D guy, a good three point shooter, maybe in the mold of Bruce Bowen, can play the two to three, uh, maybe some small ball four if, if need be, so, uh, depending on uh, opposing lineups and stuff like that. So he's uh, he is uh, he has has seen his stock rise. Um, I probably have him a little bit higher than some others, uh, but three and D guys are—they're not—they're coming more popular. You know, um, I don't think—I don't think those who really watch the NBA now understand how good the defenders are now. Um, like, there's specialized defenders, um, you know, that that don't make that, that. You always wonder why they don't start or that they start, but they. They're only averaging four or five points a game. Andre Roberson for Oklahoma City is a perfect example. And that's a guy, I think, Vassell uh, is a better uh, offensive player than Roberson. But Roberson is basically a 3 and D guy, and he's more of a D guy than a 3 and D guy. He, 
probably will hit one three a game, but you can't leave them open. So I, three and D guys are so important in the NBA, especially when you got guys on the wing like Paul George, obviously LeBron, um, Giannis on the Antetokounmpo, um, even though he's playing more of a four now in Milwaukee. Chris Middleton, these are these are guys that come around and you know come around and just score a lot on um, you know so uh, Kawhi Leonard these are you know you, you going wing defenders are a hot commodity and um, if you can get one and groom them and, and then it gives you a little bit more than just defense that's a score so all right well that was my top 10 um, I'll go through it real quick again I have LaMelo Ball one James Wiseman two Anthony Edwards, three. Denny Avidja, I don't even know if I'm saying it right, four. Obi Topin at five. Killian Hayes, six. Anyeka Akwanhu at seven. Tyrese Halliburton, eight. Isaac Okora at nine. And Devin Vassell from Florida State at ten. So, uh, I'm going to take a few minute break. Uh, sip on a little, my unofficial sponsor, Bang Energy Drink. And um, I will be right back. And um, we can get through the. Uh, rest of the top 20. So, we'll be right back. Here's a word from Anchor. All right, I am back. Pumped up. Bang Energy Drink in between uh, segments does wonders. Does wonders. They are my unofficial sponsor. Hopefully, um, hopefully they will send me some Bang Energy Drinks, you know, for shouting them out. But, uh, you know, nothing like a Bang Energy Drink. Uh, Sour heads, um, one of my favorites. Power punch is really good. So, yeah, those they keep me going through the day. So, I'm very excited that uh, the NBA is back, and I'm very excited that the NBA draft is 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 coming up. It's not going to be till October, but now there's like a light at the end of the tunnel. Now we'd see the draft lottery is going to be August 20th. We'll be able to get some clarity on who's going to have the number one pick, and then obviously everything that comes with the number one pick so um yeah i I, very excited i've taken a lot of hiatus off off of um uh you know watching basketball it's actually been nice spending some quality family time um just uh taking a deep breath uh, and, and just enjoying life so i hope you enjoyed my top 10 and like i said at Maximum Hoops on Twitter, MichaelMaxi8 at gmail.com. Those, those are my emails. If you want to talk about um, uh, my big board, if you want to talk about anything, and and I'm going back to my uh, Maximum Hoops blog at SportsBoys.net. Um, I'm going to go back to that, and that's where you're going to start finding my. Um, my big board, and I'm going to do my mock drafts on there, so I'll be doing it podcast, and I'll be doing it on um, uh, on the site, so, yeah, I'll be doing it late at night when the, when the baby's sleeping, when the baby and wife are sleeping, so, yeah, but anyways, so, why don't we just get back to, stop listening to me babble, and we can get back to um, talking uh, NBA draft, so, um, obviously, you heard my top ten, um, so, uh, without further ado, here is number 11. Number 11 was one of my favorite players to watch last year, Cole Anthony. Um, Cole Anthony is the son of Greg Anthony, who played at UNLV, who is, uh, I think he's on CBS Sports or Fox Sports. He, he calls basketball games. Oh, you know what? He's on Turner. Never mind. Yeah, he, he calls games for, for CBS and Turner. Um, so, he stands at six foot three, 185 pounds. Um, he is while he is a prototypical point guard he is a scoring point guard Um, he averaged 18.5 points per game Uh, a a, a remarkable 5.7 rebounds per game and 4 assists per game as a point guard on on my basketball team I like a point guard that scores but I need his assists to go up he needs to prove to me that he can, uh, you know, dish the ball to, especially when coming in as a rookie. And I think if, he, I think 
if he would have, uh, if his percentage was higher, if his shooting percentage was higher and his assists were higher, he's a top five pick. My opinion, but I, I really do. Uh, unfortunately, at North Carolina, their team was garbage. And when Cole Anthony wasn't in the lineup, they were even more garbage. So Cole Anthony chose to go to North Carolina to resurrect, or not resurrect, because they were pretty good the year before, to kind of continue. Unfortunately, Armando Bacon uh, and, and a couple of the other freshmen really didn't pan out, and Cole Anthony was basically a sitting duck. So Cole Anthony had a lot of pressure. He had a lot of um, you know scoring responsibilities. So that's why his assists were down. So I think if he gets into the good roster with some scores, and, you know, and definitely being in the NBA, all these players are going to be better than they play with at North Carolina. He can get his assists up, and, and he can he can prove that he is a true point guard with the ability to score. Uh, he's got good size at 6'3". Um, I'd like to see him put on a little bit more muscle, but he's got the swagger. This kid just looks like a pro. He really does. And like I said, if his shooting percentage was up, and like the dude's got the dude's got mad range. Uh, he just forces a lot of shots, forces a lot of bad shots. If he would have not forced a lot of bad shots, really let the offense come to him. He showed he could play a little bit with off off the ball, um, so he could free himself uh, to, to score. He, he proved that. Um, I don't think you're gonna see much more of that from him because he's he's better with the. I think he's better with the ball in his hands. But anyways, Cole Anthony is my number eleven, and. I think this dude is going to be in the NBA for a long time, and I think he's going to be a starter in the NBA eventually. So I have a lot of high hopes for Cole Anthony. I've talked to some people, especially North Carolina fans. They disagree with me. Fair enough. I understand they're more upset with how garbage their team was this year and how many garbage shots uh, Cole Anthony took trying to save them. And, and, and you know, it, that reflects on his numbers. So. As a talent, this dude is a this dude is a stud. So I, I really think um, I would not be surprised if someone does take a, a shot at him in the top ten. But as of right now, I have him ranked number eleven. So number twelve, I may have this dude ranked a little bit higher than anyone else. But this guy was a top potential three pick coming out of high school, R.J. Hampton. So R.J. Hampton is six foot four, one hundred eighty-eight pounds. He is not really a point guard. He's not really a shooting guard. He's somewhere in between. Remember, he was highly touted, and he decided to go play in New Zealand, and he played with the New Zealand Breakers, and um, he didn't get. He didn't get. So when Lamelo Ball went over to New Zealand, Lamelo Ball was a stud, and he got lots of playing time in New Zealand. When R.J. Hampton went there, he struggled defensively. He struggled with his shot. He struggled running an offense. So, the dude is super talented. He's going to be a first-round pick. I probably have him probably a little bit high, too higher than most at number 12. I still believe in this kid. Um, I think his mid-range game is ridiculous. I think he is a great mid-range shooter. I think he, he's a good finisher. He just needs to really improve his... Uh, is a three-point shot. He needs to improve his ball handling. I'm not sure he's a point guard at the next level. Probably more of a two-guard if he is. He might be a touch undersized. I think that's going to be factored in. I've seen him in the 20s on a lot of uh, big boards and mock drafts. Uh, I still have faith in R.J. Hampton. I think that once, if possible, they do workouts virtual or in person. I think they'll eventually be in person, but whatever. I think he is going to, his quickness offensively and through drills is going to show up, and I think he's going to be uh, a top 15 pick for sure. I got him right now number 12. So, yeah. So, like I said, man, you got problems with uh, any of my picks, come at me at Maximum Hoops. I mean, I don't really mean come at me. I'm just saying we can talk about it and discuss it. So, moving on to 13 is Josh Green. 6'6", shooting guard, freshman from the University of Arizona. Another highly touted freshman that Arizona um, did 
they did not use him to his full capacity. With that said, he only averaged 12 points, did get 4.6 rebounds. I watched this kid play in high school. I was in love with this kid coming out of high school. Uh, I still I still love the way this kid plays. I don't think, and, and let's be honest, Nico Mannion is their point guard. Uh, Josh Green, they had uh, Zeke and then, and then Jai uh, as their uh, big man. There were a lot, a lot of players on that team. So his 12 points per game should not reflect his ability to score. Um, he did shoot only 42%. However, he shot a respectable 30%, uh, 36% from three-point range. Uh, obviously, he's gonna have a you know a harder time getting in the NBA with the three-point line, you know, further away. But I I like his size, 6'6", 206, 205, 205, 210. That range is is really good um, size for a two guard. Uh, I, I think he's uh, you know he's gonna have to improve his defense, uh, maybe his quickness. Uh, I love his first step. I love his first step. His first step sometimes is so quick he gets called traveling. But I, I do like his first step. Uh, I think he's. Um, I think he's going to be a solid pro. I think he's going to be in the NBA for a long time. You're going to see him starting probably, maybe his rookie year, if not by year two or so. Uh, definitely a stud. Definitely a stud. And coming in at 14 is his teammate, Nico Mannion, 6'3", 190 pound point guard, also from Arizona. Um, my problem with Nico Mannion is, is kind of like Cole Anthony, he forces a lot of bad shots. He shot 39% which is from the field, which is awful, and 33% from from uh, three, which is, um, yeah, I mean, it's not terrible. I mean, you would like it a little bit better, but Nico Mannion, uh, as a floor leader, he averaged 14 points, 2.5 rebounds. His 5.3 assists, I really, really like. I almost kind of wish he... You know, he added up a little, especially with the talent on that Arizona team. If his assist would have been up in a little bit closer to the seven range, I don't, I'd really like that. But this kid is silky smooth, a deceptively good defender, deceptively good athletic. Nothing seems to frazzle him. He, he looks like he's in control at all times. I think NBA scouts are going to like that. You, you know, you know, NBA teams are going to like that. Um, I think he's a future starting point guard. Uh, if he can prove he can defend on the next level. Uh, yeah, Nico Mannion's, a, Nico Mannion's a good player. And I know him and Cole Anthony, you know, um, uh, are kind of very similar. Uh, they force a lot of bad shots, you know. I like Cole, obviously, I like Cole Anthony's assist to go up higher. But, um, you know, the, but I'm a big fan of uh, Nico Mannion. And um, he was a top five recruit coming out of uh, high school. I got to see some, I got to see him play in high school, so he's uh, he's definitely definitely a possibility to go late and do um, in the late lottery. Um, I got him coming in at 14. Now, okay, before I say this, this is a true definition of the word point guard. I have Trey Jones at number 15. I have seen Trey Jones ranked anywhere from 20 to 41. And I, 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 have you seen his body of work at Duke? I, I mean, that's, that's enough right there. Dude averaged 16 points. Now, this is with Zion on the team. No, wait. No, Zion went to be on the team. Sorry. But this is, um, this is with a, a full loaded Duke roster. 16.2 points per game. 4.2 rebounds per game and 6.4 assists per game. You gotta look at stats. You got to look at stats. He shot a respectable 45% from the field as a point guard and 36% uh, from three-point range. Those are good numbers. This kid is a solid, steady point guard. Does he have the upside of a Cole Anthony or um, a Nico Mannion? Probably not. But I'm telling you right now, this dude is a starting point guard. At the very least, he is a rotational point guard. He he was ranked higher than his brother coming out of high school. He, uh, who obviously, if you guys don't know, is Tyus Jones. So he is um, uh, of the now Memphis now of the Memphis Grizzlies. So I mean, he is <laughs> dude. This dude is going to this. Guy, I know I keep saying, it, but this dude 
is definitely going to be in the NBA for a long time. So I, I'm not I'm not sure what the 41 ranked is. I, I don't see how he can't be, um, you know, he can't be a, a starter. Uh, I love I love Trey Jones. I love his numbers. Um, I've been wrong before, so it'll 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 be interesting to see. Um, you know, and, and, and sometimes I'm, you know, I've been, you know, told I was conservative with some of my rankings. This is not being conservative. Um, so. Um, I really like him. I think he should be this high. So, so coming in at 17, no, this is not a relative of mine. Tyrese Maxey, six foot three hundred ninety-eight pound. Um, we're gonna call him a shooting guard from Kentucky. And the reason I say we're gonna call him a shooting guard is because he's not really a point guard, but he's not really a shooting guard. So. At least in the sense of the word, if you ask me. So, he's not really a setup offense guy. He's not really a scorer, or not really a guy who can, who can come off of off of uh, screens and, and shoot the ball. He had pretty good numbers as a freshman: 14 points per game, 4.3 rebounds per game, 3.2 assists per game. He is more of a defender. His defense is uh, his his best attribute. Um, but he actually at 14.4, he's very, he, he's a good scorer, not necessarily a good shooter, if, if, if that makes sense. Um, 43%, I would like to see that a little bit higher. Um, you know, um, his 29% from three point range is, is really atrocious. Uh, obviously you want to see that in the mid to high thirties. Uh, but yeah, um. He's, he's a defender. Reminds me a lot of Avery Bradley. So I could see teams putting him on the point guard, you know, kind of like in the Avery Bradley mode, uh, disrupting the point guard, you know, and, and stuff like that. I'm very impressed with, with the way he, sco he, he scores. Cause he can score multifacets. He's just not a very good shooter. And um, in the NBA with a lot of the, you know, the, the, the cut and kicks and a lot of the... Um, you know, ball swinging and, and, and the drive and, and driving kicks and stuff like that. So um, I'm just um, I'm not sure he's going to be able to score at a high level. I don't know if he's like Avery Bradley made his uh, offense uh, respectable with his three point shot. You know, he's got a pretty good mid range shot too. Uh, he's a, de a defensive uh, I don't want to call him genius, but he's a defensive. Uh, wizard almost. He's very, very good. Very good at disrupting. And I, I think Tyrese Maxey's that type of player. Um, and some guys come to the NBA and their shooting improves. So, you know, if this guy comes into workouts and shows that he can uh, shoot the ball, then then there might be, um, you know, he might be able to uh, increase the stock. I've seen this guy going as possible in the top 10. I think that's a little bit too high. I mean, don't get me wrong, I love his last name, but regardless, anyways, um, I have I have uh, Tyrese coming in at 16. Uh, at number 17, Jalen Smith, six foot ten, power forward uh, from Maryland, uh, 216 pounds. Like to see my power forwards be about 235, 240, but. So anyways, he's gonna have to gain some weight. Uh, I would like a little bit better of a face-up game. Um, he did shoot 54%. He's not really what I would call a pick-and-pop. Uh, he's probably maybe a mid-range pick-and-pop. Not really what I would call a three-point stretch four. Um, I, I, I like the fact that he is a, a go-getter on the uh, offensive glass. He's a go-getter on the defensive glass. Uh, and, and, and he shot 54% on, on a god-awful Maryland team too. So. You know, we, we, you got that going for him. Uh, once again, I mean, he averaged 15.5, 10.5, 10.8 rebounds. So, yeah, um, I have him coming in at 17. I'm, I'm very curious because I've seen him. I've seen, I haven't seen him ranked this high. Um, I've loved this kid's game for a couple years now. So, I think he can excel. Uh, I think he can excel in the NBA. So, um, so coming in at 18 is Precious Achua, 6'9", 225-pound small forward slash power forward out of Memphis. 
Uh, my guess is he's... It, I've seen him compared to, like, a, a Mo Harkless type. I don't really like that comparison. Mo Harkless is not as big as uh, Etchua. And I think Etchua is... I think Etchua's uh, career could be as a stretch four. A uh, small ball four, uh, six foot nine. You know, that's 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 pretty standard for uh, an NBA power forward in that vicinity. So I, I think he could be... Um, that yeah, I would like him to improve his 33% three-point shooting because that you improve your 33% three-point shooting, you have a chance to be a stretch four. He did shoot 49% from the field, um, and once Wiseman went out, he he became um, a little bit more um, integrated into the offense. Was able to uh, put up 15.8 points per game, averaged uh, 10 rebounds per game. Uh, so the the dude the dude knows how to get. Man, he made his living off of, uh, like garbage plays too. So, I, I think there's there's always a place for a player like that, a, a scrappy guy who knows how to get rebounds, puts the ball back up. Um, like I said, I have him coming at 18. Uh, number 19 is Aaron Nesmith. Aaron Nesmith is six foot six, two fifteen, shooting guard from Vanderbilt. This dude's a flat out scorer, man. 23 points per game, 4.9 rebounds per game, shot 51 percent. Um, 52% from three. I don't know how he shot more better from three than he did from uh, uh, the field, but he did. So, um, yeah, the 52% from three is just ridiculous. Like, like I wouldn't be surprised if, if this dude came in um, at some workouts and, and watched his stock grow because that's pretty impressive. Average of 23 points per game um, and, and a Vanderbilt team who you you know he's going to be the um, he's going to be the, the the whole offense and you know they're game planning for stopping this dude and he's still putting up twenty three points and fifty one percent on fifty one percent shooting so I, this dude's a flat out scorer man you give him freedom with the NBA a little bit more of the freedom uh, uh, and being able to come around on screens this dude could be a stud man yeah I would I he's not as athletic as I I would like you know. Uh, I would love to see him to be more, uh, you know, he probably right now is like more of a catch-and-shot, catch-and-shoot type of player. But um, I'd like to see him come around screens a little bit more and maybe um, improve that. Uh, and I, with this hiatus, who says he hasn't? That's probably what he's been entirely working on. This guy, I think, is going to blow up uh, during workouts. So I, I think this guy's um, stock is on the rise. So, yeah. So uh, rounding out my top ten. Is I think I only have like three centers in the in the top in the top twenty, and, and my third one comes in at number twenty. David uh, Daniel Otoro, who is six foot ten, two hundred forty pound center from the University of Minnesota. This dude put up twenty points and eleven point three rebounds. That uh, on fifty six percent shooting, shot thirty seven percent from uh, three point range. So he's got. Got some outside shot. I think he averaged just under two three-point attempts a game. Uh, yeah, centers are not a hot commodity. As you see, I got three of them in, in my top twenty. Uh, but this guy has a, has the ability to possibly um, crack the top twenty. Obviously, I have him at twenty, and uh, uh, maybe with workouts, uh, work his way towards the lottery. Like I said, not a lot of uh, stud names. A lot of good players, I think, in this in this first round and it's noted by my top 20 but not a lot of um, not a lot of uh, you know stud players I don't think you know but the, you know every year a couple guys come out of nowhere and and be surprises and um, uh, show that like Malcolm Brogdon you know I mean, he was picked what 31st you know so a lot of these guys you know it, this is not an exact science this is it really isn't um you know, and everyone's more trying to be right than they're trying to um, predict uh, who's who's better. Um, I'm sure I'm going to get a lot of shit for my Lamella Ball being number one, and I am not a lover. Although I did love Lonzo coming out of college, but I'm not a lover of the Ball family. I mean, they're very entertaining. I like to watch them to be entertained. Um, I did think that was a mistake for Lavar pulling Lamelo out of um, high school. Obviously, this is going to work out as he's going to possibly—he's going to be a top three pick, and possibly number one. He's number one on my big board, 
Um, so please, you know, feel free to let me know if, if, you, if you disagree with that. We're, I'm more than willing to debate. Um, of course, you got to give me like a day to get all my stats, you know, down. <laughs> I'm just kidding. So I, I'm just very excited, very excited that we're going to get NBA basketball soon. I guess this bubble's working, you know. Uh, I guess the bubble is uh, coronavirus-free, um, as according to the numbers from last night. Uh, Russell Westbrook, who has coronavirus, Harrison Barnes has coronavirus. They are supposedly in route or have reported. Um, so yeah, we're about to kick this thing off. The, once again, I said the draft lottery has been moved up to August 20th. That is just under a month. I am very excited by that. Um, that's because I'm a dork. But anyways, I'm very excited by the draft lottery. I'm very excited NBA basketball is back. I'm very NBA, very excited to talk NBA draft. And, and the fact that I just put out my top 20, um, that means we're getting close. That means we're getting close. Um, obviously, I'm going to probably get my uh, 21 through 40, probably, hopefully out by uh, Thursday or Friday. Um, just a busy week. I'm just I'm just elated that you guys were able to um, to listen and and follow who I have as my um, top twenty. Um, very very happy that um, we're kind of getting a little bit of normalcy right now, and sports is going to give us that normalcy. So, but with that said, I am I'm going to start working on my top twenty or my twenty one through forty. Getting them dialed in, and um, hopefully I'll have that out. Like I said, Thursday or Friday, and um, and we can go from there. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. Uh, I'm going to be doing one to two episodes a week for now, and then as the NBA season comes out or the moment teams can start making trades, I'll probably be doing emergency po uh, podcasts because I am a trade geek. So, anyways, once again. You can contact me at Maximum Hoops on Twitter or MichaelMaxi8 at gmail.com or you can follow me at SportsBoys.com where I will be doing the Maximum Hoops blog, which, um, long story short, started out at SportsBoys.net, then went to SportsBoys.com, then I changed the entire thing to Maximum Hoops, just not the website. So. There you go. So, um, once again, I hope everyone has a, uh, a great night, and I'll get this podcast out as soon as I can, and um, we can continue talking basketball. So, um, once again, I want to thank Anchor for giving me the platform, Bang Energy Drinks for keeping me uh, alert during my podcast, and excited, and uh, my family for, um, for just letting me do this and be silly, so... All right, well, you guys, um, uh, I hope you enjoyed this. Please, 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 please give me some feedback. All right, have a good night. We'll talk to you soon.